It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone. This is the Monday Wrap for Sunday, October 10th, 2021, and a message I entitled, Into the Wilderness, based on Matthew 21, verses 12 through 13. Let's read those verses together. When Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there, he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. You know, folks, this is one of the most notable passages in the New Testament, and it's notable because we see Jesus in rare form. Most conceptions of Jesus are those of as I said on Sunday, the easygoing sage, the gentle giant, the B.F. Hutton uh, kind of guy who when he speaks, everyone listens. We so often see Jesus as meek and mild and kind and graceful and unassuming. Well, that's not the Jesus we see in this passage at all. Here we see the uh, angry, if you will, righteously indignant side of Jesus, the Jesus who uh, you don't want to mess with, a scary Jesus, if you will. And, and though it's not my main point in this message, I want to make a few points about this Jesus. First, in this narrative, Jesus displays authentic emotion, doesn't he? Um, you know, we as human beings so often hide our true feelings, don't we? We we put on facades, we pretend everything's okay when it's not, or we tell people what we think they want to hear to keep the peace, or to get something we want out of someone else, or to make others feel good about themselves. What this Jesus, if you will, shows us is that we can and should be honest with what we're feeling, that it's okay to be upset at times, and it's okay to communicate to others that we're upset. We don't have to live behind a veil all the time. Congeniality is great, but sometimes people need a dose of reality. Now, I'm not suggesting that we get angry and flip tables. Jesus is the perfect God of creation and lived without sin. He can do those sorts of things with license that you and I don't have. Certainly, Scripture encourages us unto gentleness and self-control, like Galatians 5, 22-23 and 2 Timothy 1, 7. But the Bible also admonishes us to be authentic and honest and to demonstrate high character. Even Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no, no, in Matthew 5, verse 37. We should not be afraid to be who we are. I told the story about my life and how exhausting it was for years to try to make people heavy, but, or excuse me, happy. <laughs> but God calls us to authenticity, doesn't he? So authenticity, authenticity of emotion is something we learn from Jesus in this passage. The second thing we learn from Jesus in this narrative is that Jesus was upset that people in the temple were being exploited and used. He even called the money changers and those selling doves robbers. Jesus was fit to be tied that the people were transacting dishonest business in the house of the Lord, the temple. This again is authentic from Jesus, isn't it? Jesus could have stood back and let things play out, but he authentically gave these robbers a piece of his mind. The additional point here is that he was standing up for the exploited, oppressed people of his day, wasn't he? He saw bullying going on. He said, no, this is not going to happen in my house. These money changers and sellers were making money on the backs of unsuspecting people, and Jesus had was fed up. No more bullies. I told the story of standing up to a bully when I was younger, and I'm sure many of you have done similar things in your lives. Times when you've stood up for the little guy or little gal, that's what Jesus is doing here. He's authentically doing what is right and needed. And he's serving us up an object lesson of how we're supposed to live our lives. 
We should be standing up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Life is not about getting everything I want out of it. It's about relationship. It's about love and grace and mercy. It's about courage and integrity. It's about others, isn't it? So we learn that Jesus stands up for the exploited and oppressed. But thirdly, in this narrative, Jesus was upset because the temple was being desecrated. So not only was Jesus being authentic, not only was he taking up for the exploited and oppressed, but he was also standing up for God. These money changers and dove sellers were thumbing their noses at God. They were disrespecting God. They were trying to marginalize God, the God of the universe in his own house. And Jesus was having none of it. So he flips their tables and tells the robbers to get out. Again, this is authentic. It's real. It's an object lesson to us that no matter what we are, who we are, where we are, we are to stand up for God. But like we talked about last week, uh, standing up is hard, isn't it? Because um, it's embarrassing sometimes to stand up for God. People might think we're weird or strange, but we are called to put ourselves out there for God, aren't we? Because what did we read last week? Jesus said in Mark 8:38, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. But folks, none of this, none of the, anything I've talked about so far is my main point today. My main point is simply this, and I'm, I'm getting to it now. This is my, I guess my fourth point, but the main point, the central point of this message today. And here it is. In all of this, in his authentic emotion and teaching and his taking up for the exploited and his standing up for God, in this moment of complete and unadulterated openness, authenticity, and transparency from our Lord, Jesus could have referred to the temple in many different ways, but he referred to it as a house of prayer. Now, this is significant, isn't it? Because he could have referred to it to a lot, by a lot of different things. He could have referred to the temple as the house of the Lord, the house of God, the house of truth, the house of the people of God, the dwelling place of the Holy One, the house of Israel, you name it. But he called it the house of prayer. Why? Well, quite simply, folks, it's because prayer is one of the central things we do as the people of God, maybe even the most significant thing that we do. Look in, look in Scripture and in countless times when the people of God are presented with problems or obstacles or decisions or suffering or wonderment, they drop to their knees and they cry out to God. I mean, the Psalms is a book of prayers, isn't it? No one can deny the importance of prayer to the people of God. Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray continually. James 5, verse 16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Jeremiah 33, 3, God said, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Ephesians 6 verse 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And then I finally shared Acts 2.42, the early church. If we want to know how we're supposed to do things in the church today, let's look at the early church. And it says there that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. 
Folks, if like Jesus, we want to live lives of authentic faith where we have the power, the courage, the wisdom to take up for the exploited and oppressed and to stand up for God, then we have to be a people of prayer. If we are to do anything of value for God in anything to build the kingdom of God, to be the salt and light of the world, to make a difference for Christ, then we must pray. And folks, if we're going to step forward as Jerusalem Chapel Church, we've got to do it in a foundation of prayer. We've got to get this part right. Our prayer of Jabez challenge was awesome. But let's take it to the next step. And so I gave you an application, something that I want us all to do over the next 40 days. I'm calling it the Into the Wilderness Campaign, 40 days of prayer, starting Monday, October the 11th, 2021. And each day we had an insert in the bulletin. There were... Um, uh, more inserts in the foyer for those uh, who need to come by and pick one up or if you want an extra one. Um, I'll try to send out an electronic form of the, uh, the, the uh, insert on Monday. But it's 40 Bible verses. And what we're going to do is we're going to do three things each day during this, um, this campaign, this end of the wilderness campaign. First, we're going to devote. We're going to study God's word. I've given you one verse per day. You're going to study that verse. You're going to meditate on that verse. See how God speaks to you through that verse. And then secondly, we're going to invoke. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that verse. We're going to see how God is speaking to us through that verse. Maybe he challenges us through that verse. Maybe he inspires us through that verse. Maybe he does all the above through that verse. Whatever God speaks to your heart when you uh, study that verse each day. One verse, not a whole passage or a chapter, just one verse. You're going to pray to God about that. And then thirdly, I talked about promotion, right? We're going to, we're going to promote. Um, uh, this is our way of fellowshipping through this. So, I, you know, ideally, I'd love to see people promote through a web um, uh, Facebook page that I've created for this called Into Wilderness. Um, I'll send that out in an email. It'll be on the website and other places. But um, if you can get on that Facebook, you search Facebook for Into the Wilderness. You can there every day tell us how God is speaking to you but if this is not something you want to do on social media or maybe don't like social media then just keep a journal but I want you to write down somewhere how God is working through you each day as you go through this campaign so three things each day we're going to devote we're going to invoke and we're going to promote it's going to be one verse one prayer one post right Um, we're going to read that verse and study it We're going to pray through that verse and we're going to write down, whether it's on social media or in a journal, how God is speaking to us through that. Okay. Again, I have a Facebook page called Into the Wilderness set up. You can go search it on Facebook uh, or or find my uh, email or post on the website Um, or I'm going to post on the Into the Wilderness page as well. And you can find uh, all this information out there. But please, this is going to be our foundation. This is where we as a church are going to come together as individuals and through a community to pray through uh, uh, the future. We're going to say, God, just be with us, show us, guide us and direct us. Folks, over the next uh, several weeks, we're going to be coming up, I'm going to be coming out with some of our vision for the future and where we're going and where God's taking us. Uh, But we're not going to do anything of any value if we don't pray. So we've got to be firmly embedded in prayer. And so that's what this is for. This is to, for those of you that are in the habit of prayer, good, you're there. Just keep doing it. Uh, go through the challenge, the campaign with us, but just keep doing what you already do. But maybe there are folks out there that don't pray daily. Maybe you've gotten away from it, whatever. This is going to get us all back in the habit of praying. So this 40 days of prayer, I, I'm, I'm firmly, I'm firmly believe it's going to lay a firm foundation for us 
as we move into the future, as we introduce the new things that we're going to do, the vision that we have for the future, uh, the steps that we're going to take as we God leads Jerusalem Chapel into tomorrow. Prayer has got to be the central part of that, folks, and that's what this 40 days is for. Um, to encourage prayer, we're going to do a weekly prayer meeting. Now, we're not going to do it in the middle of the week. We're going to do it on Sunday morning to encourage more people to be a part of it. We're going to do it at 7.30 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall every Sunday morning. So if you want to be a part of that, show up at 7.30 down in the Fellowship Hall at the church. We're all going to gather around, and we are going to just pray for our nation. We're going to pray for our church. We're going to pray uh, for the future, and I want you to be a part of that. Okay, we're going to pray for our community. So every Sunday morning, 7.30 in the morning, Fellowship Hall. Also, again, to try to attract as many people as I can, I'm going to do an event every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on Zoom called Zoomerang, all right? And I've got it subtitled, Zoomerang, Bringing Prayer Back. It's going to be a gathering each week. Again, Thursday at 7 p.m. via Zoom, starting this Thursday, October the 14th. Um, we are going to get together and do the same thing we're doing on Sunday mornings. We're going to pray for our nation. We're going to pray for our community. We're going to pray for our church and just get us in a posture of prayer. Again, I'm doing it by Zoom, though, because I want to attract people on social media. I want to attract people inside and outside of our church. I want to get as many people involved in this as possible. I'll be sending out the Zoomerang uh, Zoom information uh, here uh, Sunday evening, the 10th. I'm going to send out via my distribution list. I'm going to send it out um, on the Into the Wilderness page. I'm going to send it out uh, on our website, other places, but you can get to it. It's going to take us a few weeks probably to build this community on, on Zoom up. But hey, when we get it built up, man, we're going to have a powerful time of prayer, okay? And then finally, as part of this campaign, we're going to end it, the 40 days of prayer, with a celebration on Sunday, November 21st at 12.30 p.m. We're going to have a luncheon down in the fellowship hall. And we're all going to gather together. Here's what I want to do during that time. Okay, folks. First of all, I just want to celebrate that we've gone through 40 days of prayer at that time. We're also going to celebrate Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is, is that next week. But here's what we're going to do. When we gather together, anybody who wants to share, and you don't have to share, but if you want to share, I'm going to give individuals an opportunity to stand up and we're going to celebrate how God is working in our lives. So if God does something wonderful during this 40 days of prayer, you can celebrate that during this time. If, if, if God has challenged you during this 40 days of prayer, you're gonna, you can share that at this time. If God is telling you, uh, maybe giving you some insight in the direction that he wants you to go or he wants the church to go, we're going to share that during this celebration. Folks, this is going to be our time to raise our hands and praise to God and say, God, thank you for showing up during this 40 days and showing us something, doing something amazing in our lives individually or in the life of our church. I don't know what God's going to do during this 40 days of prayer, but I can guarantee you this. He'll be there. He will do something. He will show up because God tells us that our prayers, our prayers do not go unanswered by God. God is there in them. So folks, uh, be confident in that. As you go through this 40 days of prayer, if you devote yourself to it, if you do the devote, invoke, and promote, and you mean it in your heart, if you read one verse, one prayer, one post, uh, you know, and, and you follow this for 40 days with, with with confidence, assurance that God's going to show up, uh, and, and, and with hope in the future, with confidence in the future, He will show up and He will do amazing things. I'm a firm believer in this. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe in it. So, folks, join me in this, okay? This is a challenge. This is a challenge for me. It's a challenge for you. Let's do it together, okay? You may have questions about all of this. If you do, email me, um, jchapelpastor at gmail.com. I'm happy 
to answer any questions. You know, these first few weeks, we may fumble through a few things, getting things in order, but that's okay. God will show up. We, he, he's looking for our, our faith in Him and our obedience. We show that, He'll show His face. All right, well, I hope this wrap uh, was a good one for you. I hope that it speaks to your heart, and I hope that uh, you'll be part of our campaign and our challenge. All right, God bless you. We'll see you next time. Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.